This episode contains two guided meditations at the end. Both are time-stamped and noted in the written description. Well, the election is sorta over. I'm exhausted. How about you? You know what we fucking need right now? Some downtime. Some mental downtime. Yeah, we've mostly been having downtime for the past eight months or so, but how about our psyches? My God. We have got to find a way to chill our minds, to cool down, to clear out the negativity, to refresh and reboot our heads. So how do we do that? Right now, I'm really trying to be madly in love with meditating. I know it's good for me, and I know I feel better afterwards, so I'm really trying to fit in at least a few minutes every day. For help in my daytime meditating, I'll get to my sleep meditation later. For daytime, I use the app Headspace. My BFF Denise uses the app Calm, the one you see in all those peaceful blue commercials. There are a lot of choices out there, though, even a bunch of meditation podcasts you can use. However you do it, you just gotta do it. Why is it so fucking hard to meditate? Forget how hard it is once you sit down to do it. How about how hard it is just to get to the sitting down part? Meditation, when done consistently, has been proven to lower blood pressure, reduce stress. It lengthens your attention span. It improves your sleep. It helps control pain and may even help fight addictions and reduce age-related memory loss. It's like a miracle. And meditation won't make your muscles ache, like exercise. It won't make you sweaty. And you don't need any equipment or special shoes. You just need to sit your ass down and close your eyes. Why is this then something so many of us avoid? Yeah, it's hard to clear out the thoughts, but it does get easier the more you do it, like exercise. When all of those thoughts enter while you're trying to meditate, you eventually learn to just thank them and then tell them to fuck off. As Ralph Waldo Emerson said, I guess this would be the mad quote alert. (laughs) Quote, your own mind is a sacred enclosure into which nothing harmful can enter except by your permission. End quote. I mean, right? Sometimes I think it's helpful to remember that thoughts are just that, thoughts. When an unpleasant one enters our mind, we have the option every single time of noting it and sending it on its merry way. Thank you for sharing, but I'm not going to think about whatever right now in that way or at all. That's the way I usually try to meditate, just push all the thoughts out. And some people call that mindfulness meditation. Other people focus on a mantra rather than focusing on the clearing out. And I like mantra style too. It's referred to as transcendental meditation or TM. I kind of think these forms of meditation are similar. They both certainly got the same goals. And as I said, I've done both, but let's explore further for a minute. And please know I am no expert. I'm just a student of the meditative arts. but I did do some research. So let's look at the most popular ways to meditate, mindfulness and TM. Ralph Waldo Emerson was a transcendentalist, a TMer. 
this was actually a much broader concept for him and his peers than just meditating. Transcendentalists believed that society and its institutions, particularly organized religion and political parties, you know, the ones that tell you what to think, and this is from them, not me, they believe that organized religion and political parties corrupt the purity of the individual. Hmm. Emerson's beliefs and his idealism were strong influences on the work of his protege, Henry David Thoreau, and his contemporary, Walt Whitman. They viewed God as someone, something, that didn't focus on one person. Transcendentalists viewed God as an essence, an essence throughout nature that exists in the world like a gentle breeze sublimed to pleasure the senses of all. Transcendentalism is the belief that human beings are at their best when they are independent and not part of organized religion or politics. And Emerson also proclaimed that a person in debt is so far a slave. I guess you could interpret all of that to say, we are at our best when we are true to ourselves, not ruled by the philosophies or mindsets of others, and when our actions are not controlled by our debt to others. While meditating, the person practicing TM, by definition, sits in a comfortable position with eyes closed and just silently repeats a mantra, simple as that. If you're doing TM, your mantra can be meaningless, like OM or any word, but keep it positive and simple and non-associative, not a word that's going to remind you of something distracting. I choose my own mantras, and there are always two syllables. I focus on one syllable for the breath in and one for the exhale. As I breathe in, I think words like relax, be calm, think love, mojo. And I think that word over and over and over again as I breathe in the first syllable and out the second syllable. Sometimes I think it may be easier to do TM, which gives you that word to focus on rather than mindfulness meditation, which has the goal of complete clearing out and being only in the present moment. But others disagree and they may be right. They say with mindfulness meditation, by repeatedly returning our conscious awareness to the present moment, by perhaps even focusing on the breath, for instance, or an object we're holding in our hands, we're able to observe our anxious or depressive thought patterns. In simpler words, this means noticing your thoughts and learning to let go of them by shifting the mental focus from that thought to something like the movement of your breath or the feel of the object in your hands is how it all works. Thank you for sharing. Now go the fuck away. And we're breathing, actively observing thoughts without judgment, and the effort of letting go of those thoughts by focusing on the body or breath, it acts as kind of a brain training exercise. You're rewiring your brain. The more successfully we do that, both during our meditation and in normal life, the more we empower ourselves to make conscious choices throughout the day in everything we do and say, rather than being mindlessly controlled by our negative thinking. But again, I think both mindfulness and TM help you achieve this goal. Those who regularly practice TM report an increase in mindfulness and conscious decision-making. 
All that's required to practice TM or mindfulness, like I said, is to sit and have your eyes closed. That's it. You don't need any particular pose or posture. Being alone in a quiet room with a comfortable chair, or as I like to do it sometimes in my car, great place to meditate. In my car, doors locked, all alone, like before or after an appointment, or maybe before I go into the grocery store where I really need to make conscious choices. Once you get a grip on meditating, you can do it anywhere, even while sitting at your desk or on a bus. Earbuds come in handy. Then just do it, whichever type. Even five minutes a day is so healthy. After all we've been through this year, Give yourself the gift of meditation. Give your mind the vacation your body can't take right now. And if the kids are screaming, lock yourself in the bathroom and put in those earbuds. For silence, calming music to accompany your mindfulness or mantra, or listen to a meditation app. Just do it. There's another form of meditation I really like. It's one I use to help me fall asleep at night and sometimes also during the day, mostly at night though, guided meditations. I love using these. During the daytime, I usually use the headspace ones, especially when I'm in my car parked and I play them through my Bluetooth. But I also play a guided meditation every single night in bed after I turn out the lights. These particular meditations that I like are from an app from Andrew Johnson. You may not have heard of Andrew Johnson, but his apps are amazing. You can get them for pretty cheap on the Apple App Store or visit his website, andrewjohnson.co.uk. Yeah, he's got a British website and he's from Scotland. And that Scottish accent is perfect for lulling me into sleep. Andrew Johnson also has specific meditations for everything from stress relief, fear of public speaking to weight loss, smoking secession, even positivity. I can set how long I want it to run, what topic I want it to focus on, and it's just such a great way to wind down and drift off. And I need all the help I can get with that these days. By the way, I'm not getting paid by any of these apps that I'm mentioning. I just believe in them, and I wanted to share my experience. If more of us meditated, the world would be a more peaceful place, and we really, really need it to be soon, I hope. So, I thought I'd provide you with a couple of mini-guided meditations for this specific period of time. Mad meditations from Mojo. (laughs) You'll likely do only one of them, though. I'm recording this prior to knowing the final results, so I've made one meditation for each outcome of the election. One for if Biden wins, one for if Trump cheats and declares victory. There likely is some messy place in between these two outcomes, but one of these meditations will likely fit whatever has transpired. So, the first meditation is for what I'm hoping has occurred, that Biden has won both the popular and the electoral college vote, in a landslide, ideally. The second meditation is for what I fear more than anything, and what keeps me up at night, the end of the world with Donald J. Trump. Let's hope you never need to hear this one, but if you do, it's just because you want to listen and laugh at it. Let's hope. No need to go there now, though, fellow mojo. Let's do that first meditation. Get ready. Here we go.
Okay, fellow mojos, it's time now for you, for your mind. So if you're not sitting or lying down, do that now. And relax. Have a gentle, soft focus. A slight smile on your face as I welcome you to post-President Trump world. Let's breathe in a huge sigh of relief and exhale the anxiety, chaos, and depression of the last four years. We breathe in President Biden. He may not have been our first choice, but he's the one who came through and will deal with our comparatively small, to Trump anyway, differences later. And we exhale the hell we've been enduring since 2016. In with the good. Out with the bad. In with brighter days ahead. Out with the horror of recent months. Now, gently close and rest your eyes. Relax your eye muscles. Relax your face. Wiggle your jaw. Now, lean your head slightly back. Envision a big bucket of warm happiness glowing above your forehead. The bucket of happiness tilts and pours that warm goodness into you, filling you, starting at the bottom of your feet. Do you feel it? Happiness rising up through your calves, your knees, warming your thighs, your hips. No unwanted pussy grabbing allowed here. It then fills your ulcer-ridden stomach and you feel the warmth of happiness swirl around from the base of your spine, rising slowly up your back, your poor, aching back, that hasn't had a decent massage in months. And then around to your chest where your heart beats slowly, peacefully as your chest rises gently up and down. Up, filling with happiness and down, out with all negativity. Your breathing continues easily, deeply, as the warmth rises through your shoulders. Drop those shoulders. Relax. Lengthen your neck. Expand every fiber of your being towards that big bucket of warm happiness as it fills you, as that happiness rises 
up through your neck, behind your face, making you smile as it does so. Every muscle in your face is now relaxed and soft, and you feel the happiness overflowing from the top of your head and running down outside of you over your skin, enveloping your body like a warm bath. Feel how tingly it is. You feel happy and warm. Enjoy this feeling as your mind softly floats to thoughts of the coming years. No more children in cages. No more lunatic tweets from a president sitting on the toilet. No more tanning bed in the White House. No more scary Christmas decorations. No more friend requests from Kim Jong-un. No more winks from Putin. No more plastic phony and can we say vacuous Ivanka. No more seeing Ivanka's father making goo-goo eyes at her. No more truly stupid wannabe but not favorite son Eric. No more coronavirus in the Oval Office. No more paid escort as a first lady. No more fat golfer photos. No more swamp creatures in the cabinet. Ben Carson sleeping at his $50,000 desk paid for by us. Wilbur Ross sleeping through the State of the Union. By the way, he can sleep through whatever he wants at home. No more fine people on both sides. No more paper towels being thrown at poor, suffering Puerto Ricans. No more sleazy thinks he's hot, but he's so not. Don fucking Jr. and his mega-mouthed clown of a girlfriend. No more watching poor, pitiful Tiffany sadly trying to transform herself into Ivanka and looking like a cartoon character instead just so she could get a moment of her father's attention, which didn't work. No more Donald J. fucking Trump soiling the American people's house and trying to destroy the country just because his racist self wanted to erase all the good work of his vastly superior predecessor because Trump himself is so pathetically inferior. <sighs> no more. And we're breathing in. And out. We are completely relaxed, smiling, full of happiness, and a feeling of peace we haven't felt in years. We know, we know the coming months and years will not be easy. There is just so much to do, and repairing the damage will take a while. But we've taken the first step towards becoming a better country, a happier people, a calmer government that we maybe don't have to worry about or even think about every fucking second of every fucking day. In and out. We go to Twitter now for fun to read about our sports teams or movies or cat videos. 
Stephen King, Ron Perlman, Ken Olin, Bette Midler, and Deborah Messing are tweeting out recipes, family photos, and funny stories now. We are strong. We are positive. We are determined to work together to become the respected, caring country we and the world deserve. We breathe in joy and love and happiness. We breathe out our anxiety, our stress, our depression. Gone. And we're smiling. Better days ahead, my friends. Better days ahead. Now, carry this peace with you as you gently open your eyes to greet your world. Make it a good one. Love you madly. Stop the podcast now if you'd like to remain at peace. The next section should only be played if the worst comes to pass. Or if the best happens and you just want a good laugh. All right. Sit the fuck down. Now. I know. I know. You can't close your eyes. They're staring at nothing. They're unable to focus because your thoughts are spiraling downwards into the deep, dark, practically inaccessible gutters of your mind. You're almost comatose from fear, dread. Oh, the horror of it all. It wasn't supposed to be like this. It was supposed to be a landslide for the good guys. And it was, but it was stolen again by Putin, by the Republican governors who literally ate Democratic ballots instead of counting them, by some asshole named DeJoy, um, DeNotJoy, for an indefinite amount of time, we're now stuck with, no, this is no time to think about that. No, you must, for your sanity, find a way to relax. Don't think about how we're all likely to die poor and homeless, no pensions or social security or health care. Hell, we may not even be able to speak freely soon. The new world order dictates America must now own up to being a dangerous dictatorship run by racists, sexists, and the swampiest of the swamp, an orange monster stomping on every shred of decency we had left. America, the shining beacon on the hill, has all but been extinguished. So how do you relax? How do we all relax? Let's try. Here we go. Close your eyes. I know, I know, I know your mind is swirling behind them, but try to rest those eyelids. Take a deep breath in and out, in, and out. Think about where you could be in a few short years, happy, at peace, at play, 
because property values in Portugal are fairly low, and that country has gorgeous white sand beaches, the same climate as California with none of the devastating wildfires. Good food, good wine, good health care, a potential new home, away from the madness of what's left of America. You can teach English to the locals, flex your writing skills and start a blog, or speaking skills and have a podcast, work remotely, maybe open an American cafe or bar, be creative, explore how easy it is to relocate to Portugal, or maybe next door in Spain. Spain, its people are among the nicest in the world, its men among the hottest. It also has beautiful coastline and beaches, a low cost of living, great health care at affordable prices, what a concept, and a relaxed way of life. Italy welcomes expats and, oh my, the Italian food, art, music, wine, men. Costa Rica has all that those European countries offer, but it's closer and has a huge expat community. <sighs> How about Uruguay or Uruguay, however you want to pronounce it? A small, barely noticeable country that is one of the few countries in South America with legalized marijuana. And it's the richest country in all of Latin America with a huge 60% middle class and no extreme poverty. <sighs> Uruguay actually wants expats and provides few barriers to those who want to move there. If you are able to sustain yourself on the low cost of living so you won't be a burden on the government, you can relocate to Uruguay fairly easily. And... Portugal, Spain, Costa Rica, and Uruguay won't be that difficult if you don't speak Portuguese or Spanish, as so many people speak English. But if you definitely are not up for learning a new language or dealing with people who don't all speak yours, explore your options in New Zealand, Australia, or Canada, all gorgeous countries with great health care and really nice people. Think of the adventures you could have. Life is short, my friend. You have wonderful options, should you be so brave as to choose them. Remember, our American dollars still go very far in some other countries. So, we breathe in optimistic thoughts of adventures, food in Italy, port in Portugal, ceviche in Costa Rica and out the feelings of pessimism, desperation, and sadness. In and out. Until our further adventures, though, turn off the news, but don't tune out completely because, remember, there are more of us than them. Smile, knowing that there are good, strong, smart people still working tirelessly or they will be after they come out of their own comas, who will carry on the fight, waiting for you to join again, to do whatever your level of anxiety can handle in the future. We're not done. Things will eventually change, and we will make the very best of them 
knowing we'll have a lot of work to do to repair the damage. But one day, one day not too long from now, Trump will expire. All of the old, white, uneducated, sexist, racist men will expire. The coming generations get it. They have the energy, strength, and intelligence to carry on the fight. And they will win in the end. Oh, yes, they will. And we all have to support them as best as we can. But we'll need to be strong and we'll need our minds to be the best that they can be. So we breathe in positivity and we breathe out negativity. We breathe in our fabulous mojo and we breathe out our fear. We breathe in thoughts of ice cream, Netflix, and kittens. And we breathe out thoughts of fat golfers, stupid voters, and red hats. In with the good. Out with the bad. Our country always takes two steps forward, then one step back, two steps forward, one step back. Okay, we actually skipped the two steps forward this time and took another step back, but we will move forward again. We will. And we have each other. There are more of us than them. As much as I hate saying it, it has turned into us and them, but there really aren't that many of them the outcome was more determined by voter suppression, rejection, and intimidation. Them is the ever-shrinking GOP. Them is the foreign entities and the thugs who have done everything in their power to get their way, even though they are far fewer than those of us who are good and smart and kind. We are the future. The future's just not here yet. So... Until that glorious time, we can choose who and what we let into our worlds, into our minds. So just say no to anything that doesn't nurture you right now. And know that yes, there are dark days ahead, but we will win in the end. We will. Keep breathing, my friend. Love you madly. Mojo Girl Madness and Mad Meditations with Mojo are produced by Morgan McDougall Productions.